Podcast Answer Man, episode number 333. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Edwards from RayEdwardsPodcast.com. And you're listening to the man who not only teaches other people how to podcast, but has produced well over 3,000 of his own podcast episodes. Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show and everything we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, I am so excited about today's episode of Podcast Answer Man, and I will tell you why in just a moment. But first, I have a huge announcement, and the announcement is for those of you who saw the title of this episode, which I believe is going to be why you should create an audio podcast within the next 90 days. Well, if you are here because of that title, then I want to encourage you to stop in just a moment after I explain to you why. (laughs) You don't want to stop before I tell you why and what you should do next. But I want to tell you that this podcast episode is not about why you should create an audio podcast within the next 90 days. So why is it titled that way? And the reason why is because my talk that I gave at the platform conference in Dallas, Texas was all about that and the video the full video of my talk is embedded in the show notes of this episode of podcast answer man and so i encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days that's nine zero days so again that's podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days or you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 333. That's the episode number of this particular episode. Anyway, so that is why I titled this. And in fact, you'll understand um, the whole reason for, you know what I thought I'm thinking right now? I'm thinking I could create a blog post, a video blog post titled, okay, forget it. Scrap that idea. I'm actually going to create a video blog post called podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make that the video. That's Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make, see, this is all happening right now live. This decision is being made after I've already hit the record button. But this makes the most sense. I'm actually going to create a separate post that is nothing more than my talk from the Dallas Platform Conference. And it's going to be at podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days. And the title of that blog post is going to be 
why you should create an audio podcast within the next 90 days. And it will have my embedded video of my entire talk there. And so after you listen to this episode and you want to actually see some of the things that I'm going to tell you about in this episode, go to podcastanswerman.com slash nine zero days or 90 days. All right. And this, of course, the show notes for this episode will be at podcastanswerman.com slash 333. Now I'll try to remember that when I put all this together in post-production and uh, we should be all clear. That makes a whole lot more sense. And that way this podcast can be uh, titled why checking or how, how, uh, let's see here. Let me see. Do I have this in here? Spend some time. Something changed me. Uh, Okay. Checking my guns at the door. How I changed my talk and how it changed me. I like that. That's going to be the title of this episode. You know, and by the way, this is one of the things that I love about podcasting and how it can just be natural, transparent, authentic, and all of those things. Some folks out there who would think that, oh my gosh, you can't seem like you're indecisive when you get behind the microphone. You can't let anything less than pure professionalism come out behind the microphone. You really have to put on your A game and and have it all together. And and many of you would actually hit stop on your recorder and you'd go back and you re-record the beginning of your show and and you would you would go with plan B that I just developed and you would pretend that was your plan A because you're smart like that. <laughs> of course you're smart like that. But me, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just tell you. Hmm. I had a really stupid idea before I hit the record button and I kind of straightened myself out as soon as I started to explain to you. Uh, and then and here's the thing, you know, when I thought about it in my head, it made sense. But as soon as I started explaining, it's like, this is, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. All right. Anyway, so there's my big announcement. Uh, anyway, whatever. Let's move on. Uh, let's see here. So I want to talk to you about the TV show Lost. No, I don't. Not really. But I want to tell you something about the TV show Lost. Now, some of you know that I started podcasting as a hobby uh, back in 2005, which ultimately led to the place where I am today, which is a pretty awesome place. And I'm so excited about where I am today. But it all happened because of this television show Lost that I became so passionate about. And thank you to my wife for introducing me to that. And the TV, for those of you who watched the show, you may remember they had this thing called character-centric episodes. You know, they had a huge cast on this TV show. They had lots of different players, lots of different themes going on, lots of different stories to tell, and, and you're thinking, how on earth can they make this interesting with so many high-level things to talk about? And, and they did make it interesting and they made it awesome. And one of the ways they did this by was by watching one episode of Lost. And that episode would have a focus on one character. So they had a guy named Jorge Garcia play this character named Hurley. And uh, he would actually be the center of attention or the focus of everything that's happening in the story that they're telling. So it would be a Hurley-centric episode, or it might be a Jack-centric episode. It might be a Kate-centric episode. And my friends today, I'm going to tell you that this episode of Podcast Answer Man is going to be a Cliff-centric episode. So I wanted to warn you of that in the beginning. I am going to do my best to not make this as narcissistic as it may sound and sometimes I feel uh, you know a little um, worried about it coming out that way you know I I don't want to make it self-centered 
But I do want to tell you that I'm going to be giving you basically a rundown of these different things. I'm going to share with you uh, things about the conference that I attended, uh, my favorite thing about this conference. I'll talk mostly about my talk at the conference. I'm going to talk about the private meetup I had in Dallas. And, well, I'm also going to talk about the community meetup. So it's going to be a lot of things about the things that I have been doing over the last, well, since the last week, since I recorded episode 332. So this episode is not going to be a ton about podcasting as far as, you know, what, you know, what technology you can use and, and, and tips and tricks to take your platform to the next level here. I'm going to talk to you about my experience in Dallas, Texas. And to start that off, there's really only one way to do that, I think. And of course, by the way, just so you know, I do not have permission to do this. Do not do what I do. But uh, I, I don't know how I could do this without doing. That's right, my friends. Stephanie and I went to Dallas, Texas. Oh my goodness. You know, the only thing that I regret about this trip to Dallas is that I didn't actually get to take Stephanie downtown Dallas to where she could see all those buildings and everything that we see in the opening credits of the television show Dallas. But let me tell you something. We had an amazing time in Dallas, Texas. We went there, of course, for the platform conference, and I'm certainly going to tell you about that in just a moment. But before I do, I want to just say this. This was my third visit to Dallas Tech, or actually, to Dal- I'm sorry, Very easy for me to say. This was my third visit to Texas. Uh, my first visit was to San Antonio, which is a lovely place, and I look forward to going back there, specifically their river walk, which is a ton of fun. But this is the second time to Dallas, and especially the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And it was awesome the last time that I was there, and it was definitely awesome this time that I was there. And I just want to say this. I've gone to a lot of cities, and there's been always a lot of nice people in, in most of the cities. But there is something about the hospitality and kindness and generosity of the people of Dallas, Texas, that is unique to that place. Now, maybe it's just the the people that you know are, are attracted to the stuff that Stephanie and I work on, and and also attracted to the stuff that Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis and all their team works on. But Dallas, Texas, is absolutely awesome, and wow. I've never felt so home in another at home in another city as I have in Dallas, Texas. Instantly, instantly. Now, Nashville is a close second. And by the way, I haven't traveled to tons and tons of cities. So hopefully maybe if your your city is the same way, I'll get around there and uh, we'll, we'll find that out to be true as well. But wow, I just want to say Dallas, Texas had an impression on me. Now, I've had the privilege and the great honor of going to lots of conferences. I have the privilege and honor of actually being a, a playing a large role in organizing several things related to some significant conferences. And I love the conference going experience. There's so much value that I get out of a conference and I've spoken previously on this podcast 
about how I see going to and attending these conferences as an investment and not an expense. And that certainly has been the case for the platform conference, but I want to tell you my favorite thing that stands out above everything else with my experience these past few days, and that is I brought my wife Stephanie with me. Now, this is not the first time I've brought my wife to a conference with me, but this is the first time where I've taken taken my wife Stephanie with me so far out of town to a conference without bringing the kids with us. Now, I love my kids and we miss them. I've you know what? I've been away from my kids to to go to a lot of conferences a ton. But I have never missed my children so much as I did this time. And I know the reason why. It's because Stephanie and I decided that we wanted to go together to this conference and experience this together. Uh, I wanted her to meet the I wanted her to meet Michael and Ken and the entire team there and I wanted to introduce her to this community because I will tell you, I feel like when, I, when I'm when i hanging out with uh, Michael and Ken and their entire team that put together the platform conference, the SCORE conference, uh, I've not yet been to the launch conference and I stress the word yet, but I will tell you, the, the team there, I literally feel like I'm a part of their family and I wanted Stephanie to experience that with me. And now I took Stephanie with me to San Diego and we had a wonderful time in San Diego, and I had a great time in San Diego uh, with my wife, but we also brought our children, and we had an awesome together as an entire family of five, which was out of this world, but there was still a drastic separation between what I was doing with the conference and what I was doing with the family. There was zero crossover. Stephanie did not have the opportunity to attend anything related to the conference and therefore she did not have the benefit of meeting the the people that were there and networking and stuff like that and folks let me tell you something my wife Stephanie and if you if you guys do not know this about me and my wife and what's going on here uh, behind the you know when the microphone's not turned on with Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC doing business as podcast answer man uh, dot com doing business as GSPN, you know all of these different things. If you're not aware of that, it's my fault for not telling you. And and I realized this that man, I, I'm really slacking on telling everyone how important Stephanie is to our operations here day to day, because a lot of people did not know. In fact, I was shocked to see how many people at this this conference at the platform conference in Dallas. I was shocked to learn how many people didn't actually even know that Stephanie had her own podcasts. And that Stephanie and I podcast together. I'm like, wow. And so let me just clear it up for you. My wife has some podcasts. I want to encourage you to go check out AuthenticLifeRadio.com. There's there's my personal plug of the week. AuthenticLifeRadio.com. And then I also want to encourage you to check out FamilyFromTheHeart.com. FamilyFromTheHeart.com. That is another podcast with my wife in it, and that's the one we do together every single week. So, yeah, so here's the deal. San Antonio was awesome, and it did exactly what we wanted to do. It was a fa- it was a spring break for our, our children. We all went out, and it was awesome. But I realized, you know, Stephanie, and, and not, Stephanie doesn't just do a podcast, by the way. Stephanie is the one 
who convinced me to leave my career to pursue this as a business full time. Stephanie is the one who told me, Cliff, you have to do this. This is what not just you're called to do. This is what you and I, this is what our family is called to do with our lives. And your career as an insurance agent is getting in the way. Stephanie was a stay-at-home mom. We were a single-income family, and the only debt that we had was our mortgage. And my wife, Stephanie, is the one who told me, Cliff, if we have to sell our home and we have to rent an apartment, we'll do it. If I have to go out and get a job to help provide and put food on the table while we're figuring this out together, then I will do that. Stephanie is the one who helped get this thing launched. And I want you guys to know that. And I've always felt a little weird about the fact that, you know, that I go to all these conferences. Now, when I go to these conferences, I have been certain to tell my story whenever the opportunity arises. And Stephanie always gets the credit for the things that I just shared with you. But it's one thing to hear about my wife, Stephanie, and how much of a a hero she is to me for having faith in what and for what God wanted for us and what we are called to do and believing it was possible before I ever believed it was possible. But it's one thing to hear about her, but to meet her and to experience the joy of her presence. I, I, I always felt weird. It always felt weird for me to go. And I go to these conferences, and, and I'm not kidding, I go to these conferences, and because of the platform that I've built and the exposure that I've had and the thousands of hours that people have uh, listened to my voice in audio podcasts, um, I go and people treat me somewhat like, it's like they surround me and they give me all these uh, words of praise and encouragement. They thank me for all the things that I've I've helped encourage and inspire them to do, and and so much of that has gone directly to me, but but Stephanie's not really ever had the opportunity to benefit from her, her contribution to all of this, and so even though we went to Dallas, Texas, there was, or I'm sorry, even though we went to San Diego together, there's all these people who know the story. And they st- not not anyone. I think the only person at the uh, San Diego conference uh, for social media marketing world, the only person from the conference that actually got to speak to Stephanie, I think, um, uh, was Michael Hyatt. And I think she may have had the opportunity to meet Pat Flynn. I'm not. I can't 100% remember for sure, but I'm. I, I can't imagine I would have lo- allowed us being in San Diego without introducing her to my great friend Pat Flynn. So, but yeah, this was my favorite conference, my favorite gathering, my favorite everything, and it had everything to do with the fact that I brought Stephanie with me. Yes, it was awesome. So, and here's the deal. Before we, let's see here, before we actually went over and experienced the conference, we flew in a day early. And because there was going to be a speaker party that night and we just wanted to get there early uh, to kind of, you know, get settled in and get adjusted before my talk would come up on Monday. I wanted plenty of time to to kind of, you know, give myself some margin there. And we also made it a point to leave the day after the conference, not the day of, even though the conference ended around noon. We definitely wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to host a meetup and also, you know, to fly out the next day without really feeling rushed. 
So before we, we, we flew in, I think on Sunday, Saturday, we flew in to Dallas on Saturday and we landed, we got checked or we checked our bags. We got in too early for us to actually get checked into the room. We checked our bags and I called up my great friend, Jared Easley and invited him to have lunch with us. And he says, hey, I'm out with some friends, but heck yeah, I'd love to have lunch with you. And this was not planned ahead of time. And this is an interesting story. But anyway, he says, I, you know, yeah, but if you do you mind, I've got some friends with me. And uh, do you mind if, you know, you don't mind if they come along? Do you and I'm like, absolutely not. I'd love to hang out with you and, and, and meet some new friends. And that's that's great. So uh, about 20 minutes later, they pick us up at the hotel and in, a, in this gigantic truck. And I meet two brand new guys that I've never met before. And their names were Hutch and Mike. And uh, we go out to lunch at this Mexican restaurant and just have this wonderful time together. And the interesting part of this is that Hutch introduced, er, it tells me and explains to me how he came across my podcast and how he started listening to me. And I'm like, oh, so you, I, I didn't even know that he knew who I was. And so when Jared was explaining to them as they were driving to the hotel, he, he was explaining to them, to them who I am. And both of them had said, oh, yeah, I know Cliff. And what I don't know 100% for sure, but I, I'm making the assumption here. But what I am what I believe is that Mike and Hutch are really great friends, both from the Dallas area. And they both knew about me before Jared even suggested that, hey, do you mind if we go out to lunch with Cliff and Stephanie? And then started to explain. And not only did Hutch know me, he explained how he knew about me and my podcasting. But Mike then started to share his story about how he found me through a completely different podcast, independent of the other, of, of Hutch. And and so these, both of these guys ended up knowing about who I was. And, and that just really felt like, wow, that here's two guys, you know, now granted we're in the podcasting sphere, the podcasting bubble, if you will, you know, in Texas, you know, Jared obviously is is connecting with people who are into podcasts and had found him. And so it, it's not too much of a stretch, but I thought it was interesting. But anyway, the, the, the real thing, the real story about our lunch with Jared, Hutch and Mike was the absolutely over absolute over the top warm welcome and hospitality and generosity that just oozed from this experience. It was out of this world. From the dropping, you know, everybody off at the door, holding the door, I mean, everything. It just, it was awesome. And so my personal thanks, if these guys are listening, thank you, Jared, for introducing us to some great new friends. And Hutch and Mike, it was awesome to meet you. So we went on back to the hotel and I needed to work a few work on my talk, I pulled it up, made sure, you know, I wanted to just make sure that I ran through in my mind a couple things about my intro and stuff like that. And then it came time to head down for the speaker dinner. Now, the speaker dinner is something that was, you know, reserved for the staff of the 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 conference and the speakers. And it's an opportunity for us to get together and and really share a vision for you know, what this conference is about and, you know, what are the needs of the people at this conference? And Michael at the end of the evening says, hey, guys, you know, this is why we're here. These I want to explain to you who these people are and let's want to share with you what their needs are. 
And one of the things he asked us to do is to give, you know, he asked us as speakers to commit to giving the attendees at this conference three gifts. And he says the gifts that we would like to extend to each of the people who attend this conference are number one, clarity. You know, give them clarity on what they should do next to take their platform to the next level. Number two, give them courage, the gift of courage, to have the courage it takes to take that bold move to take that next step. And number three, give them the gift of commitment. Get them to commit to taking action. And of course, the, 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 the talk that Michael gave was so eloquent. He had actually gave the same talk at the platform, uh, speak, platform conference speaker dinner in Nashville, Tennessee. And, and I loved that whole scenario. And as I think about the fact that maybe one day, sooner than even I probably uh, have in my own mind, if my great friends and they know who they are, have anything to do about it. Uh, when I have my own uh, conference, I would like to make sure that my speakers come and and that I would like to give them that same, you know, kind of let's be on the same page and, and this is who we are and this is what this is about and this is who you're speaking to. And and it really did. I mean, I came to the conference and and I had, I I know that I heard the talk in February, but it's like you know it was a helpful reminder for, reminder for me to say okay when I'm using this let's make sure that I include these gifts in my talk. All right. So and by the way, let me just just run down the list of speakers that were there. Michael Hyatt, obviously, I think most of you who know me have heard me talk about Michael Hyatt. He's a great great leader, communicator, intentional living is what this guy is about and he inspires me. I'm uh, he is certainly a mentor of mine. He's a and I am just quite honored to tell you that he's not only a client but also a close personal friend and I absolutely love Michael Hyatt and his entire family is just out of this world. Um uh, Ken Davis is Michael Hyatt's business partner. And this guy is absolutely a hoot. He is a he is the most dynamic communicator you'll ever meet. He's probably taught more people how to communicate effectively than I have taught uh, people to podcast. And that's saying a lot. But uh, Ken Davis is an absolutely stellar human being and just somebody who um, you'll get to know in just a minute. Uh, that has had a profound impact on my professional career. And I will explain that in just a moment. Michelle Kashat, uh, she is just an amazing woman. She emcees most of these conferences and she she makes it look effortless. I just, she is just comfortable as comfortable as be it can be. And when you when you as a speaker are introduced by Michelle Kashat, you just, you're like, wow, I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> it's like, wow, she, she's just so great at what she does. And, you know, the thing is, is, and I have to say this, I missed Michelle's closing talk. She had a, she spoke the, the, at the last uh, talk of the, of the conference and I was being interviewed by one of the attendees. I had agreed to do an interview with somebody while the conference was going and and so it, it was the it was running we were running out of time and so I'm like okay let me step out and do this interview, and I just I heard nothing but the most amazing things about Michelle's talk. People were telling me about how they were in tears and stuff like that. And uh, I have connections 
and I will be getting myself, I will get a hold of the recording of that. And uh, I will be actually watching it because I actually know that my video camera was used to record that. So, Michelle, I'll be listening. I'll be watching that soon. Then there was Ray Edwards. Oh, my goodness. I love Ray Edwards. And he has become such a, not not just a mentor and somebody that I look up to. And and if you guys haven't done so, go to rayedwards.com. Listen to his podcast. Uh, This guy is a phenomenal business insight mindset kind of guy and I I listen to him and I hang on his words in his podcast and we've been connecting and and developing a a friendship well over I'd say well over a year now if not 18 months maybe a year and here's what I will tell you is that this conference took our relationship to a whole new level. And Ray, you know what I mean by this. And Stephanie and I agreed. And and wow, thank you. And of course, the, the same goes true for my great friend, Brian Holmes. He was not a speaker at the conference, but uh, Brian and, and Ray and myself and Stephanie and Brian's uh, wife, Sabrina, just had an awesome, awesome people. Wow, blessings. So anyway, um, then there was Jeff Goins. And I really thought that, man, that, you know, when I met Jeff, uh, I had seen him briefly at a pod camp um, once, and then I met him really for the first time uh, in pl- at Platform Nashville, Tennessee, and at the conference last, the last conference that we did together, and uh, got to connecting with, with him just a little bit deeper this time around. Powerful communicator. If you are a writer and you want to learn how to, to turn your writing into a career, Definitely go look up Jeff Goins. Awesome guy. Derek Halpern was there from New York City. And Derek is bigger than life. His, he's got a personality that is bigger than life. And he brought it this time. And it was amazing. The talk that he gave, how to sell any, how to sell more to any, you know, anyway, how to sell anything to anyone or something like that. But he gave he gave a talk about the psychology of selling. Absolutely wonderful upbeat very energetic talk and it everything made such perfect sense and i know that people were you know burning up their pens taking down notes and yeah awesome stuff Stu mclaren this guy the founder of wishlist member the number one wordpress plugin for online communities and not only that but this guy is a philanthropist like no other person i've met personally I hear a lot about people who have a heart for serving other people around the world. Stu McLaren always inspires me. And of course, he's always there to give wonderful advice on creating online communities. And if you guys have not uh, seen Stu McLaren anywhere online, I encourage you to look him up. And then, of course, Amy Porterfield. I'm honored to tell you that Amy is now, you know, she is an alumni of Podcasting A to Z. She has a top ranked business podcast in iTunes and she is an expert online marketer. She's most known for her advice when it comes to Facebook and Facebook advertising and that's what she spoke about there at the conference and did an awesome job. And then there was Lisa Turkhurst and I had never heard of Lisa before but and and so therefore my wife didn't know that Lisa was going to be there and when we got some documentation and she's looking through she goes i didn't know that lisa turkhurst was going to be here and i'm like 
who is this? Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've heard her name and, you know, that she's speaking and I, I read her bio, but it, you know, I, it obviously for whatever reason, it didn't, you know, jump out at me. And my wife's like, I've got two of her books on my bookshelf at home, you know, and, and, the, and she started telling me about, she goes, oh, that's the book. So she's the author of that book. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And so Stephanie perked up really fast when she heard that Lisa Turkhurst was there. Anyway, amazing speakers. We got to hang out, had a wonderful dinner. And uh, that leads me to my talk. How I changed my talk and how it changed me by checking my guns at the door. And before I tell you that, I'm going to pause and drink some water. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you all about it. And I'm back. All right, so here's the deal. I want to talk to you about my talk. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. I have always been the type of guy who really does enjoy getting my message out to the world. I obviously have never have a problem getting behind a microphone and speaking, and I've done this for more well over 3,200 episodes now. And, well, I enjoy going and... I enjoy going and speaking in front of an audience, although I'm always nervous leading up to the conference, and I'm always nervous at least for the first 10 to 7 to 10 minutes of my talk. And I'll explain to you what I mean by this. I, you know, years ago, I used to do some preaching in the Christian church, and I, whenever I would actually be preparing a sermon, I would prepare that talk you know, 40, 60, 80 hours worth of preparation. And then I would wake up, or I, number one, I would have a hard time sleeping. I'd wake up a billion times in the middle of the night, the night before my talk. And then the day that I wake up, I usually woke up with like a massive Charlie horse, just so much stress and tension that I had either, you know, either that or I would have some kind of, in, you know, gastrointestinal stomach ailment that would just like have me bent over with nerves and anxiety and then I would get up on the on behind on the platform and I would start talking and I would be really nervous and I'm like freaking out over the first few words that I'm going to say and I'm looking at my outline and I'm I'm like just like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm going to do and then about 7 to 10 minutes in finally boom I'm in the groove. I'm 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 in the zone. And by the end of the talk, I'm like, "Wow, that was awesome." And I and it's like, "Man, can I can I get up and, you know, talk again? Can I do this right now? I could talk for the rest of the day. I could talk every day. I have so much confidence." But if you were to ask me to take a week off and and then come back next week and do it again, I I I would be just as nervous. So that's been my experience with speaking way back when. And well, that has that's been pretty much been carried through. Now the thing is, is obviously a lot of people have been asking me, "Hey, Cliff, can you come to this conference and tell your story?" I think it's so inspiring. The first time that that invitation had, no, I had gone to PodCamps and had the opportunity to sign up and talk for free, and and it, you know, there was really no selection process or any approval process. I would just get up and talk and, and share like that. And most of the time it was just teaching and that wasn't as that wasn't nerve-wracking at all. That was kind of like, hey, I'm just here to teach you. But when it comes to a, a a conference and you're actually 
asked to give a message or or to to give a talk that has some kind of agenda that they want you to 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 bring to the office. They they want you to bring something and they want you to give something to the office or, or to the audience. And they're they're hoping that as a result of your talk, this outcome will happen. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Thank you. <laughs> and the first time this came up was um, New York City. Uh, New York City. Actually, Blog World New York City. And it was before they were known as New Media Expo. And I was invited to come tell my story of how I turned a hobby into a full-time career. Now, this was much easier than any talk that I'd ever given before because it was all about me And it was all about my story. I knew my story inside and out. And Stephanie and I had been asked to share this before, and we've done this. We actually gave the talk uh, at um, the on the forty eight days on the forty eight days to the work you love uh, cruise. Actually, no, it was called the No More Mondays cruise with Dan Miller. So Stephanie and I did this talk together. I've I've told this story several times, but in New York City, I was asked to to tell it in front of a larger audience. And I remember just, you know, working the night before, putting my slides together. Uh, and, and also, actually, that's after been I'd been working on it for a couple of weeks. And it just I kept changing things, pulling things out, adding things in, tweaking things here all the way up until it's time for my talk. And then I get up on stage and I'm totally freaked out. And then for seven to ten minutes, I kind of fumble over my words and then I get into my groove and it went so well. And that worked for me. Basically, what I lacked in speaking uh, technical skills, I compensated with passion. And then um, I went to Blog World LA and was asked to come and do something similar there. And I came up with a different talk there, you know, proven strategies for, you know, the the ways that I found to monetize my podcasting efforts. Uh, So basically, proven strategies for generating income from your podcasting efforts. I think that was the title of that talk. And of course, again, it's me telling my story of how I've done these things. This is me. This is what I've done. This is what works for me. You know, and the idea is just take from it from what you, take from it what you will. And 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 that was okay, but I, again, I was freaking out about it leading up to the conference. It took me days to put my slides together and, you know, I'm just like, oh, "What am I going to do?" And I get up there and I, the first couple minutes, I'm really nervous, but finally I get into my groove and compensate with passion and things go extremely well. Everybody tells me they love my talks. And of course, you know, I speak at a, spoken at a lot of these conferences and everybody tells me they love it. So I, I, I did two different talks at New Media Expo in January of 2013 this year. And I did pretty well, um, you know, with those talks. One of them was planned. One of them was off the cuff and it went okay. I mean, I didn't do a ton of preparation. And yes, when I got up there the first few minutes, I'm really freaking out. What am I going to say? Uh, and how's this going to go? Are, and and uh, honestly, are these people going to like me? You know, those kind of thoughts uh, were going through my head. And then, you know, there was Michael Hyatt's conference. Now, those of you who have been listening to Podcast Answer Man for a long time, you know all of this because I shared this back in January and February and maybe even back in December of this past year. But back earlier this year, you heard me share with you how nervous, how much anxiety I have about speaking at the Platform Conference in Nashville, Tennessee back in February of 2013. 
And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Michael Hyatt has an entire conference which is devoted to uh, helping people learn how to speak dynamic, you know, with dynamic communication. Uh, The SCORE conference. He has an entire conference called Launch, which is devoted to people how to launch their speaking careers or whatever on, you know, thing that's going on. He's got podcast episodes about the seven mistakes most public speak people make with their slides in public speaking. And I listen to it and I'm like, yep, guilty, guilty, guilty as charged, guilty as charged. And all of a sudden, Michael Hyatt's invited me to come speak at his conference. What was he thinking? What am I thinking that I have anything to offer? I'm going to, this is going to be crazy. And so last year, you know, or last year, it was this year, earlier this year, I came back from the platform conference and I told you guys that I had my first singing engagement, my debut singing career and, and, and all this other stuff. And I told you how I compensated, you know, with passion, uh, the talk that I gave and, and that it actually was a, you know, a good talk. People really enjoyed it. And several people, a couple people came away and launched their podcast and have successful podcasts today as a result of that. So I felt like it was pretty good. And uh, the cool thing is, is that Michael and Ken and their team gave me this wonderful gift of saying, hey, we'd like you to come to the SCORE conference. We really think that, Cliff, you are a powerful communicator. You have a strong message. But more than that, you have an, uh, an ability to communicate and capture people's attention. And I think that if you were to put some technique behind it, you would, I think one person says you'd be dangerous. And I I can't believe, I can't even tell you the number of times I've heard people say, gosh, Cliff, with this, you would be dangerous. And I guess maybe I'm called to be dangerous. I don't know what that means. But anyway, so I went to the SCORE conference not knowing what I was going to be into, getting into. Now, I've already covered the SCORE conference. I, I did an entire debrief after the SCORE conference here on Podcast Answer Man. So I'm not going to go through all of that. But I will tell you that because of the SCORE conference, I came away feeling like I am a professional, competent, and confident public speaker. And I came back and I, I, right off the bat, I recorded a video talking about why I love the platform conference, uh, or I'm sorry, the score conference. I came right off the bat of that and I created four reasons why you should podcast and boom, everybody should know this. And so I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is amazing. It's going to be, this is going to be great. I can't wait to do my next talk. Now, of course, I finished the score conference back in May. And well, I am now, it, it, you know, the, the, the next talk is in November, all right, November. Oh, by the way, uh, I do want to say this. I actually spoke at Social Media Marketing World with Michael Stelzner. That's another conference where I'm like, I'm going to be in front of all these professionals, all these corporate, you know, big wigs and all this other stuff. And I'm getting up there on the stage and, and I had the same thing, totally nervous, still tweaking my slides beforehand and and tossing out the stuff and and people told me told me they loved the talk and you know people today still email me from that but again I'm like ah oh, I wish I could go to score before this but it came afterwards but now I walk away from score I'm I'm confident that I'm going to be able to be have everything that I need to pull this off so now it comes November you know it actually let's say mid October 
And every single day on my calendar, it's like, boom, platform conference preparation. Boom, platforms conference preparation. Boom, platform conference preparation. Just blocking out day after day after day after day, making sure that I do not go into this unprepared. And well, my friends, I want to tell you, it was on my to-do list and just the the stuff kept, that continued to come up and it was keeping me from preparing, keeping me from preparing, keeping from me pre- from preparing. Finally, it's the week before the conference, last week. And I'm like, okay, I don't care who emails me. I don't care what they email me. I don't care about anything. I've made it a point that nothing is on my to-do list. Nothing is on my calendar other than the platform talk preparation. And so all last week, I devoted from Monday morning, actually it was Sunday, from Sunday afternoon all the way up until the time I get on the stage, that is how much time I'm spending preparing for this talk. And I developed my outline. And let me tell you, it was the easiest time I've ever had in preparing a talk. The score method totally came true. For me, I had my what they call, I think they joke, jokingly call it the ugly sentence. And my my sentence that I knew, this is my main core purpose, central theme of my talk. Every single platform attendee who does not currently have an audio podcast should create a, an audio podcast within the next 90 days because of these seven benefits. Boom. That's it. They should. Every single one of them should. If you don't have one already, you should have a podcast within the next 90 days because of these seven benefits. And so I I wrote that statement out. I wrote down which benefits they were. I, I mean, there are so many benefits to podcasting, but I took the top seven. It's like the ones that be, would be the most convincing to this audience that would speak to, you know, their sense of logic. And and basically, if you and I sent the outline to uh, Michael and Ken, and they were like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Uh, and the thing is, is in reality, if you listen to my talk, and at the end of the talk, you don't have a podcast, and you and if I were to ask you, so do you think you should create a podcast? If you said no, the reality is that means that you're an illogical person. That that if you're here to tell me that you want to take your online platform to the next level and you want to make the best investment to actually have the most likely chance of getting noticed out there in the big haystacks and where your your the your message is getting lost in the and all this massive content that's out there that's your competition i mean you can't tell me that you want to take it to the next level but you're not willing to take the thing that's the obvious obvious best solution for you so i i I go into this with full confidence in my message now the reality is though is i still need uh something so the score conference uh the score method you know my central theme making sure I have my keyword, which was benefits, making sure I knew what those benefits were. I I made sure that I had the illustrations to back up each of those benefits and made sure that no illustration went in unless it was actually going to drive home the central theme of my story, of my talk. But then I needed to come up with the close and I needed to come up with the open. How am I going to open this thing? How am I going to close this thing? Now, the close was much easier to come up with because they gave it to me. Cliff, we want you to do a persuasive talk with an enabling close. What that means is I want you to spend the bulk of your talk convincing people why they should do it. 
But then we want you to give them the steps that they should take next so that they can leave this conference with what they should, what what they need to do to actually have that podcast online within the next 90 days. So the end was pretty easy. However, the open, you know, it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I was working it out. And then finally I said, you know what? Obviously, I think my story is a pretty convincing story about the power of podcasting and what it can do to help you get your message out there. So I start outlining my talk. Now, my entire talk at the platform conference in Nashville, the entire 45 minutes was my story. And what I did is I tried to say, is there any way that I can condense my story down to 10 minutes? And that's what I did. I outlined my story, only giving the highlights and I, I created slides that went with my story. And the first 10 to 12 minutes of my talk, I could go anywhere between 10 minutes, anywhere up to 12 minutes. And I practiced it, practiced it out loud on my feet, which is another score thing that you'll learn uh, if you go to score conference. And I practiced it and practiced it, timed it, timed it. It hit it every single time. No problem at all. And one time I got it so great that I had eight minutes left over. So I knew that I could embellish on some of the other t- things that I could. Uh, and and so because of this, I felt pretty confident, but I wasn't completely confident about the first words I was going to share and how, you know, I was worried that I might go too much into my story. I might actually get to talking and I might go into one of those things in my story a little bit longer than I should and 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 run out of time. So I was a little bit nervous about this. So we're on our way to the speaker dinner. And I'm sitting there in the van. Uh, Ken and Michael are in the same van with Stephanie and I and a bunch of other speakers that are at the conference. And And Ken and I are talking and I, I shared with him. I said, I've got everything ready. You know, just a little bit nervous about the open. And he's like, so so what did you end up with for the opening show? I said, well, I'm going to do a 10 to 12 minute Reader's Digest version of my story because, you know, Cliff, that's great. Absolutely. He says, you know, one of these days, though, you will be able to check those guns at the door. And I'm like, hmm. And I do, and and I and I kind of nodded, and I and and assumed that I knew what he was talking about, and and because I I remembered that he gave a talk at the score conference called "Checking Your Guns at the Door," and you know I was thinking about it, and he says, "But don't, hey Cliff, whatever you do, do not change anything. You've already practiced this thing. You're gonna do awesome. I, I mean, trust me, your your talk." We have no qualms about anything that you're going to have on that stage. It's going to be out of this world. So don't change anything. Well, all through dinner, I'm thinking, you know, what, you know, my story, checking the guns at the door. And so at dinner, I said, hey, Ken, do you mind if I ask you a question? Can you remind me what it means to check your guns at the door? And I can't, I don't know if I'll be able to tell you word for word what he said to me. But he said, um, he said, you know what? Checking your guns at the door, it's like come your guns are the things that you rely on as a crutch. It's the things that you think you have to include in your talk. Every talk you give must include this. And 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 so and he said a little bit more and I I completely understood what he was saying. And so what he's saying is those things that you think you need to be valuable, to offer something of value to your audience. The reality is, is you could completely leave everything out. You could check those guns at the door and nobody in the audience will ever know that you left it out. 
They'll never know, and they'll walk away with a greater uh, commitment to what your central theme of your talk is because you didn't distract them with those guns. You you, You can focus clearly on your core message. And I'm like, wow. And of course, he didn't say it all like that, but it, it was very, it was communicated to me in such a way that I internalized it that way. And then what I realized, and I'm going to be authentic and transparent with you, what I realized is that these were my guns. These were my crutches. My story is my crutch. I feel felt like, I felt like for people to actually accept me as an authority on what I'm about ready to tell them about the benefits of podcasting. They have to hear what's happened in my life to be for me to be taken seriously. And wow, that's not true. It's not true at all. Number one, and, and all of a sudden I'm processing this through my thought over dinner. You know, I'm processing this through my thought and I'm still having conversation, but still in the back of my head, I'm playing this all through my head. The reality is I would not be invited to be on that stage if I wasn't a credible authority already. I, I don't need my talk, I don't need my story to actually espouse the truth about these benefits. And and yet it's absolutely not needed. And, that, and that's the one thing I learned about SCORE is that when you come to the talk that with anything that is, ab, that is not 100% essential to delivering your core theme message to your audience, you subtract it from your talk. And so by the end of that talk, or by the end of that dinner, I went to to Ken and I said, uh, Ken, I want to tell you something. I've got to thank you because I am going to check my guns at the door. I'm going to completely rewrite, I'm going to completely delete the first 12 minutes of my talk and rewrite it. And he goes, oh, no, Cliff, don't do that. And I was like, no, I, I, I'm definitely going to. I'm, I, I've, this is what I know I want to do. And he's like, he, he's like, Cliff, please, you know, t- take it from me, my friend. You know, don't, don't go and change anything about this, you know, because you've already practiced it. He goes, but if you do, I mean, I, whatever you do is going to be great. And I didn't want to say this thing. I, that wasn't my purpose. I was just saying down the road, eventually you're going to come to the place where you are so confident in who you are and your message and what you have to say that you won't need that. You won't need those guns at all. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to take you for the expert that you are, and I'm going to accept your advice right now. And of course, this is Saturday night. My talk is at on Monday at 2 p.m. So I have all Saturday night, I have all day Sunday, and all Monday morning to rewrite the first 12 minutes of my talk. And that's what I that's what I did. So I decided I'm checking my guns at the door. And my friends, it changed my life. It, it did. Checking my guns at the door has changed my life, at least when it comes to my speaking. And here's the deal. I changed my tw- first 12 minutes of my talk, and I think I got it down to like 90 seconds. And I delivered it with absolute 100% confidence. And not only because, I, not only did I do that, but I was able to actually add more value. I was add, able to add 10 minutes of additional enabling 
at the, you know, to give them what they need to take it to the next step, to actually give them ideas. I shared with them some benefits or some of my advice to brand new podcasting. I answered the question, you know, what what makes a great podcast? I gave so much more value because I, I took that time off of me and put it on what they can benefit from. And wow, was it amazing. In fact, what I want to do is I want to share with you the first, I mean, I will stop at the at the first benefit, but I want to I want you to just hear how I started my talk. Listen to this. Clarity. I happen to know at this conference there are really two types of people in this audience. People who are seeking clarity. Two types of people. There are those of you who are looking to seek clarity clarity on which online channel you should choose to launch your platform. And then there are those of you who have an existing platform and you are seeking clarity on what are the next steps you should pursue to take your platform to the next level. Let me clear it up for you. I'm going to tell you right here today that the single greatest investment that you can make to take your platform to the next next level is to create an audio podcast within the next 90 days. You see, there are benefits that are related to podcasting that podcasting can offer to such a degree that no other online channel can even come close to delivering. And today, I am going to talk about six of those. There you go. And then the first benefit. So, so wow. I, you know, I've watched this. I, I recorded, my, I had my own video camera there and I recorded everything in my own audio. And I watched this and I'm like, who is that guy? Is that me? And, and I'm like, it has transformed the way that I speak. This thank you to the SCORE conference. Thank you to Ken Davis. And thank you for in, uh, inviting me to actually check my guns at the door. It radically changed everything. Now, here's the two things I want to tell you about this. And then we'll wrap up here. Um, the two things I want to tell you about this. Number one, there was a major audio snafu that was happening during the talk. So I I got up on the stage and I was confident. I still had the little bit of nervous jitters, but not because I wasn't sure what I was going to say, not because I wasn't sure where my arms would be and where my hands would be and where I would be standing. You know, one of the things I was not tethered to the to the podium at all. I was free to walk around. I was animated. I was confident and comfortable in spite of the fact from the very first 10 seconds, my audio for the entire audience, now you can just barely hear it in what I recorded on my own camera. My camera, uh, I had my own wireless lapel on, but there was something going on with the house system that it was going (gasps) like that, like every three or four sentences. It would just go and it 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 was a little bit distracting, but I was not impacted by it at all. Normally, that would bring me to tears. And Ken Davis is on the side of the stage and I see him 
and he's like he's like over there and i'm thinking gosh is ken up there is, is he my cheerleader is that what he's doing is like because i was like oblivious to the noise because i just tuned it out i was in the zone from the first word i spoke on the stage and finally he came up and he just like he's like hey i let me help you your message is very important i want to make sure people are hear everything that you say and in the you know the right in the middle of my talk we we have this you know couple minute interruption with trying to figure out the audio and then as soon as he's off the stage it did not take me 5 minutes it, it well when i first got on the stage it only took me 1 second to be in the zone and as soon as that was done and ken walked off the stage it only took me 1 second to be instantly back in the zone because why because i had one objective one core message one theme and i had 45 minutes to deliver it and i was convinced that by the end of my talk every single person in that room who did not have an audio podcast at that time would have a podcast within the next 90 days and let me tell you at the end of my talk i asked people i said who here is going to have a podcast within the next 90 days. Who here is going to commit to creating an audio podcast? Stand up. And over 70% of the audience stood up. It blew everyone away, including me. Oh my goodness. Now, I don't say this to say, again, this isn't about, oh, look how awesome I did. Guys, I want to tell you, This is what happens when you invest in yourself. You go to a conference, you learn. You know, you don't take the fact that, hey, I'm pretty effective. I go to conferences, people clap and they love, they laugh when I talk, you know, and and people tell me how inspiring my story was and wow, you really had, your talk up on that stage today really impacted me. You know, you could take that and say, you know what, I'm, I'm good enough. Maybe, yeah, I can improve, but you know, I don't got time for that, I've got all these other things. But what I want to say is go improve who you are. Take yourself to the next level. Take your speaking to the next level. Take everything you do to the next level. And that's that's what the SCORE conference did to me. And not only that, but when you go through the SCORE conference and then all of a sudden you have an opportunity to have a 20-minute or 35-minute or 45-minute conversation with the guy who created the conference And he says to you, one day, Cliff, you're going to check your guns. Don't wait for one day. Do it now. Dump the 12 minutes of your talk, change it to what you just heard, and make a difference in people's lives. And wow, that is awesome. And so, again, I hope you guys understand, this isn't about me patting myself on the back. I still am in awe of the fact that that's me on the stage. and, And I owe that to... Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis and their entire team in the SCORE conference. And if you want to see my talk, I have the enti- I got permission from Joy Grobelby, uh, Ken and uh, Michael's manager. She says, it's your talk. Absolutely, you can share it. I have the entire talk on my YouTube channel. But I, I don't want you to go see it on my YouTube channel unless you want to go there to like it and subscribe to my YouTube channel. But you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days. That's 90-D-A-Y-S. Podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days. You can see the entire talk from the beginning to the end. And for those of you who have ever seen me speak before, you 
will be convinced that you want to go to the SCORE conference. And if you do, go to scoreconference.tv. That's what it's S-C-O-R-R-E, scoreconference.tv. Use promo code CLIFF, C-L-I-F-F, in the shopping cart. And uh, that's my affiliate link, but it also give you, I think it's $150 off the, off the uh, event. Uh, but SCORE conference is out of this world. And uh, if, for those of you who haven't seen me talk before, do this. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash about and then scroll down the page and look for the one where it says our story and watch that. Watch that one first and then go to podcastanswerman.com slash 90 days and you will see the difference. Wow. All right. Anyway, I'm going to uh, click this music here. I am over an hour, but uh, hopefully... You guys won't mind, as I shared, like I said, in the front of the show, this is a cliff-centric episode, but hey, I just want to say this. After my talk, man, it, I just was, it, it freed me to be completely present with every person I looked at when I looked into their eyes and all the people that I got to meet with and talk with to hear their stories, to answer their questions. It was awesome. Uh, Stephanie and I had a private meetup. Uh, with some great friends and in uh, this private meetup was over lunch and I will tell you right now for those of you who have faith and 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 share a similar faith to mine you'll know what I mean when I say this was a total God thing wow was it an awesome time and those who were involved in that you know who you are and I am still glowing from the experience it was an awesome time and then we had our community meetup stephanie and i hosted a community meetup and the cool thing is the great thing is is that a majority of the people who came to our dallas community meetup were not a part of the conference there were several people from the conference that came to the meetup and it was awesome but i'm so thrilled that this open an opportunity for those who either couldn't attend the conference because of work schedules or whatever reason. I'm so thrilled that those people from the Dallas community, I got to connect with them and they got to meet the one and only Stephanie Ravenscraft. I am so thrilled about that. If you guys were at the event and you want to see the photos on Facebook, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash Dallas Meetup. That's Dallas Meetup, all one word, podcastanswerman.com slash Dallas Meetup will take you to those photos. And if any of you who were not there and you want to see the photos, go to podcastanswerman.com slash Dallas Meetup. And by the way, just one more shout out to my great friend, Jim Munchback. He has a podcast called The Social Business, the Social Business Podcast over at thesocialbusinesspodcast.com. And he was so generous. He says, Cliff, man, I, do you mind if I sponsor your meetup? Can I buy dinner and drinks for everybody there? And I'm like, absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, it was kind of tough because I kind of wanted that for myself. I wanted to be able to say, hey, we took care of this. But man, what an honor it was to have somebody else say, wow, I value you and your community. And of course, Jim Munchback is a part of it. And uh, so thanks to Jim Munchback, who covered all of our pizza and everything else that night and, and just what an awesome time we went to i i think it's ifritas whatever anyway stephanie said it was the best pizza she's ever ate in her life guys thank you so much for tuning in for those of you who want to create a podcast within the next 90 days sign up today for my podcasting a to z online training course 
My next session starts Monday, November 18th. Monday, November 18th. And if you sign up right now, hold on. Use promo code PAM in the shopping cart. You get 500 off. Thank you guys. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Podcast. Add some man.